Hey there, I'm Ian. And I'm Rachel. And we want to welcome you to our Building Contenders podcast. Here we share messages, sermons, and our weekly conversations to equip you to contend for the kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy it. Blessings. Blessings. Let's, let's jump in. Let me pray before we start. Um, so, Father, I just thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your goodness, the awareness of your goodness, the reality of your goodness, and, and that we can see and know your goodness in the land of the living. And, God, I pray that we would all be touched by your goodness uh, during these next few minutes together, and that we'd be touched by your goodness in a lasting way over these minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, and years ahead. And Lord, we declare that your love endures forever, forever and ever. So Lord, be with us, teach us, change us in Jesus' name. So we were we were in Ireland, um, and we actually have three trips, uh, with three trips actually planned for Ireland next year. So if anybody wants to come, and you can, you know, be, be with us, be with these Irish mystics. Um, just jump on. We'd love to have you. Um, there's details on the Facebook page. But anyway, sign, sign up for the emails and you'll get notified about everything. Um, it's interesting. You know, we, we were just there like two months ago uh, to get my son graduated. And um, uh, he was graduating from college in Scotland. And we spent some, some time with family and friends in Ireland. And um, so, so every time we go over, and of course, it had been three years prior to that before we'd gone over. It was it was BC before COVID, and every time we go over, it's a different thing for us. It's actually a different experience because we're not just going to see, you know, family. We're actually going to introduce people to the land, um, and it's really interesting the whole notion of the land, you know, um, like I have been really struck this time around. And, and, and it's not, it's, it's a deepening of an understanding of it rather than a brand new thing. It's kind of this deepening of an understanding of it. And I realized that what we've got is we've got this like real appreciation for the land, for creation that comes from Celtic Christianity and a bunch of other esoteric stuff as well. But it's this deep appreciation of the land. And, and of course, I go to a place where it's like, well, is, is there anything in the Bible about that? And of course there is, you know. And whether it's just, you know, this, you know, personification of creation itself. But we're told that creation is groaning, that all of creation is groaning. Uh, you know, that all of creation gives praise. You know, that mountains sing, trees clap their hands. Maybe it's the other way about um, that all think these things go on. And then you've got this, this scripture in, in Haggai where it talks about, you know, the sky is withholding the rain. And it's not like this is, this is Jesus or Yahweh withholding the rain. It's actually saying the creation itself is withholding things from you. And, you know, realizing the depth of understanding that that brings. And I, I believe that we're in a Haggai moment. I believe that the, the, certainly the church in the United States, because that, that's my family, that's my the people that I'm called to, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was the church all over. 
that are that we're in this global Haggai moment. And and it is, you know, the earth kind of responding to what we're doing or what we're not doing. Um, so so we're we're in Ireland, and this is the sort of depth of appreciation of what the land is actually about, what the land's doing, sort of hit me time and time again when I was there. But one of the most significant things that hit me was this notion of honor. And, you know, I, I just don't know if, if I or we understand honor or the implications of honor, if, if, we, if we understand the implications of honor. And I've been really pushing into it even in the unseen realm a little bit over the last you know, few nights. Like, can I see what, what effect honor has on the landscape? Can I see what effect honor has on people, on creation itself? Um, because I do believe there's an effect of it. I do think that that honor is having this effect beyond what we think it is, which is just being a really nice person. That's not honor, right? It is this <clears throat> it is this ability to honor something that is not worthy of honor. Right? Because if it's worthy of honor, it's not honor. It's just like quid pro quo kind of thing. Uh, you know, real honor is, is actually about uh, seeing something that you don't agree with, that you're maybe offended by, that you're, you know, and actually giving that person honor. And I believe with all my heart that there are regions and countries that fail to go into full-on revival because of their inability to honor the man or woman of God that God is choosing to work through. Because God has always chosen to work through person and and it is and you know we all want to be that person maybe we don't all want to be that person but you know well i have a prophetic word that i'm that person so i'm not going to honor this person because they might it's we get very complicated with it but it's this inability to honor the man or woman of god that he's moving in because we get too upset by the clothes they're wearing by the bouffant hair not my bouffant hair of course um by the car they drive the sneakers they have on and we we try to cut them down and um, I, I just think honor is so important and realizing that what, like just that honor to the person, you know, we're walking through estates uh, that were held by nobility, estates that were owned by lords and earls and dukes and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. And they honored the land and in return, they have passed on a legacy for for centuries this is centuries old legacies that they're having uh that we're still getting to enjoy simply because there was honor in place it wasn't this you know hey let's walk into this you know 500 acre estate and let's just tear it all down and make affordable housing for everybody which is kind of what we have going on is that because that makes the most sense to us that's the most that's the best darkness that we can that the world has to offer instead of like well there's actually something going to go on that's going to create wealth and blessing for generations to come um and and you know we're we're we were standing worshiping in this replica of st patrick's church st patrick's first ever church it's in saul county down and the story goes that what happened was that patrick and, and a couple of fishermen i think it was uh they pulled patrick up into the into the river in this river in County Down near Downpatrick, the Coil, I think it is, and 
they hid the boat. It was late at night. They hid the boat because they didn't want to be mistaken for smugglers or thieves or anything like that. And of course, some locals saw them hiding the boat, boat. So they became very suspicious and they reported it to the local king, the local chieftain. And the local chieftain, you know, this is the way the story goes. And I, I have no reason to not believe it. But the chieftain came down with his, you know, hounds, his guard dogs, which I don't know if they were Irish wolfhounds or not. But the king, the chieftain, sets the dog on onto Patrick and these two fishermen. And the story goes that Patrick did one of these, you know, these are not the droids you're looking for kind of move. He, he just commanded the dogs. He just told the dogs, you will not touch God's people. You're not going to touch God's people. And apparently the dogs just lay down. And the chieftain's watching this and saying, whoa, 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 because he thought they're smugglers or thieves or up to no good. And he's he's going down, you know, sword drawn and all this. Who are you people? And they're and Patrick is like, you know, I'm I'm from I'm a servant of Jesus. And ends up leading the chieftain to to, to Jesus and baptizing him there on the spot. Like a great story. This man has an encounter with Jesus through signs and wonders. And I mean, are the signs of wonders like it's it's certainly like I don't it, it it reminds me of Acts 19 where it talks about Paul walking in, you know, incredible powers. The the word miracles there is, is actually the word for powers, it's it's dunamis. So so it's this this incredible powers of actually talking to these wild dogs who are coming to eat you and saying, Whoa. <laughs> right? They're sort of like, stop it. Um, I'm not sure I won't practice doing that, but, you know, it's good to know that it actually can work. And you you got Patrick doing this, leading the chieftain to Jesus, baptizing him and changing. Listen to this. Changing a nation like no other individual, I would argue, has ever done. I think there are people that have changed theology, changed all sorts of things. but But to this day... Ireland is known as the, the land of saints and scholars. Everybody's familiar with St. Patrick's Day. You know, he is probably the best known saint in, on the planet because of that incident. But, but it's not just that incident. What the chieftain ended up doing was honoring the man of God. The chieftain ended up giving him land and building the first church and his first monastery ever in Ireland. Like this, 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 this man, like you think, you think about Patrick's reward, rewards in heaven, right? But here's a man, a chieftain who will be able to walk in all of those rewards plus his own because he decided to honor the man of God that God had chosen to actually bring salvation. And then this whole missionary endeavor, this scholastic endeavor, 500 years of 24 seven prayer, all because one man, Patrick obeyed the call of God on his life. And because another man, this, this royalty, this prince, this, this wealthy person, right, actually made a difference and said, I'm going to give you land, I'm going to build you a church, and I'm going to build you a monastery. That's how important honor is. And, and to time and time again, we would be there in Ireland seeing all these estates, seeing the land that has been passed down for generations that is stunning and impactful and creating beauty for people to this day. And then we see, we walk in, we walk on, some of you I know have been, have been with us and you walk on this holy ground 
of in Saul, where there's been prayer and the birth, the birth of this missionary endeavor, right? This, the birth of what, what became this global missionary endeavor. Um, and it all started from this place. I mean, it started from a bunch of places. We could say it's miracles, signs, wonders, powers, obedience, all of these things. But the catalyst for it was a man who was wealthy saying, I'm, I'm actually going to honor this because really honor is the price that like the, the, the price that you pay, that you put on somebody or something. That's what honor is. It's not let's stand and applaud, which I do. And I love, right. That's let's, yes, yes, yes. Brilliant. Hallelujah. This, this is honor is actually what's, you know, how much, how much is this worth to you? And this man decided this is a much as worse. So, so this honor thing, I think, is absolutely critical. As we're pursuing more of God, as we feel in our very bones that something is stirring, like we, we all are feeling something in our bones that something is stirring, something incredible is about to break. And we got to get this place of honor. We got to get recognized that when, so when God is actually, moving on someone in a church because it's going to be a church it's not going to be like a midweek ministry it's going to be a church and a person leading that church in your region that that it's going to happen and when god actually highlights that person that move of god and healings break out signs wonders break out it is up to us to actually pivot and say this is god this is what god is doing and this is who he's doing it with and we honor that and we'll support it with with our time money and energy so this honor thing, it's just really, just really struck me. And, and you know, here, here we are and, I'm, I, and, you know, the creation and the land speaking, the land responding to this honor. And, you know, we are in this Haggai one moment. And I, I, you, some of you are probably sick of me, sick of me talking about this, but, but Haggai one is right where we're at. We're right where we're at. It's like the people of God, God's people in exile, and a few thousand of them decided they wanted to go back to uh, Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. And the king of the time, Cyrus, actually gave them a stipend that allowed them to do it. And off they went. There's, you know, 98% decided to stay in Babylon because they were prospering and had houses and all this. And um, But a couple of thousand went back to Jerusalem to rebuild this temple. Cyrus gives them a stipend. That's great. They get back. And what do they hit? Recession, famine, floods, drought everything that we're in but the, the, it's a recession they're in the middle of a recession and here they are they're trying to build the house of the lord uh rebuild the house of the lord and it's hard and they give up for 14 years and they concentrate on their own families their own wealth their own jobs scraping trying to scrape by and in the meantime then Cyrus dies darius takes over in babylon and darius wants to fight a war so darius said you know the money that that, that you've been given i'm actually going to take that off and we're going to give it to soldiers and we're going to fight a war um so, so there was even less to go around right they were hoping that there would be more but there's even less now to go around and yet here they are trying to build and, and it says in, in Haggai 1, it says that the prophet Haggai says, because you're not doing what you've been commanded to do, the earth has withheld everything from you. So you think that because everything is being withheld, you're not doing what it is, but you've got that backwards. It's because you're not doing 
what you're supposed to be doing, that the earth is withholding things from you. So, so what comes first, the chicken or the egg? You know, is, is, it, is it God actually withholding something from you um, to make it hard? No, it's our behaviors. It's our attitudes. It's our inability to honor the call of God in our lives. Seriously, the inability to honor the call of God in each of our lives and actually put money towards it, get training, get equipped, do the things that are on your heart to do. The very reason we're supposed to be tithing to ourselves every year the inability to do the thing that God is calling you to do is because you're not tithing to yourself. That was the mandate given in the old covenant is you're supposed to be given 10% to yourself so that you can actually do everything that's on your heart to do. You can be trained. You can go to these holy places. You can do it's 10%. And because we're not actually, and yes, I know it's the law. I, I get it. Not stupid. I know it's the law, but it's a really good idea, right? Really, really good idea to do that to just set money aside so that you can actually fulfill your destiny, the thing that God has purposed you on this planet to do, the thing that you're probably passionate and burning about. So you, we're not honoring that. And because we're not honoring that, then creation itself resists us. That's the story of Haggai. The story of Haggai is like, you know, you saw the former temple in all its glory. And I'm telling you that you're not even to build that. You're to build something where the glory of the latter temple will be greater than the glory of the former. I'm not just asking you to do what, what was done before. I'm actually asking you to do something that is infinitely more beautiful, more impactful, more, more everything, right? This is supposed to be better. And the fact that it's hard might just be because you're not walking in it. You're not doing it. You're expecting someone else to do it. You're expecting a phone call from Bill Johnson to invite you to speak. You're expecting that, that order to come in from your business. You're expecting someone to just trip over your website and actually give you all this opportunity, impact, and income. And that's not how it works. How it works is we actually move and creation response. Imagine if we took that. Imagine if we took that actually, that that's how this kingdom works. That's how, that's how governing the earth works, is that we move in our destinies and the fullness of who we are. And, and if you don't know how to do that, stick around, right? Stick around. I have this Limitless series. I've got Limitless 1, 2, and I'm actually doing it live this, this Saturday. And, and my drive for this, honestly, I am driven for this, is actually to get us to do what we have been purposed to do instead of resisting it and sabotaging it and wang, wang, wang it. No, this is about us moving and going after stuff bit by bit, bit by bit, bit by bit, so that creation itself will learn how to be governed. Radical stuff, right? Radical stuff. That this isn't just a, like what if looking after the environment means us being fully who we've been created to be and allowing creation to, re to respond. So, so let, let me read some of the Bible to you. This is from Hebrews 12 and it's the message. I think at one point I, I, I kind of posted this every month uh, on social media. Because I love how Eugene, sorry, I'm fiddling with the knife. 
I love how Eugene Peterson says this, but this is what he says. Do you see what this means? Remember, this is Hebrews 12 after Hebrews 11, the long list of people living by faith, right? Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on, it means we'd better get on with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. Say never. Never quit. No extra spiritual fat. No parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way. Cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor. Right alongside God. When you find yourself flagging in your faith... Go over that story again, item by item, item, that long litany of hostility he plowed through. That will shoot adrenaline into your souls. So here's the bit, the bit for me. I mean, there's so much in that. Never quit. You know that I'm a never quit guy. You just don't quit. Unless God tells you to quit. And honestly, I don't even think we hear God that well. I'm sorry. I think I think we all believe we we hear God well, but what, that's why it's really important to trust somebody else more than you trust yourself. Right, so that we're not actually going to be deceived. It's really important that we have someone in our life that we trust more than our voice. <laughs> but here's the thing: we, we need to get rid of these parasitic sins. We, we we have to get rid of these parasitic sins. We must get rid of the parasitic sins. If you think I'm talking about sex, drugs, and rock and roll, you you don't know me at all. That's not the parasitic sins that are actually eating away on you. The parasitic sins are the are the victim mentality, this victim mentality that says, I'm stuck and it's everybody else's fault. I can't do this because it's everybody else's fault. Oh, God, why? I think why is a parasitic sin. Do you know unbelief is a parasitic sin? <laughs> unbelief is a parasitic sin. Doubt is a parasitic sin. I don't see anybody deconstructing faith and going down a path of exploring doubt that actually has more faith at the end of it ever. I've never seen anybody do this. So there are parasitic sins that are eating away at us, that are using our life force, our energy to feed themselves. And it's destroying our destinies, futures and hope, because this is not about you. Listen, I, I, I wrote a book six years ago. My first ever book, and I had to go. I had to go talk to someone afterwards because I was so aware of everything that I had to to overcome. Like I, I felt that all the all the usual stuff, right? I had nothing to say. God didn't know what he what God didn't know me well enough when he picked me because you know he just didn't. He's not that smart. Um, I'm, you know, I'm going on this long litany of lies. I'm believing the liar and not the, the truth giver. I'm believing the lies of my history and my disappointments and all of those things more than I'm actually believing in what God has said about me. Right. We, you all being there. Um, <clears throat> and, and this, this came to me where I realized, like with, you know, spending time with the Lord, and I realized that the, the most selfish thing that I could do was not be who God intended me to be because it was uncomfortable. 
want you to sit with that. Because I didn't believe in myself, because I didn't this myself, I wasn't this, I wasn't that. Oh, look at them. They're way better than me. Oh, I'm just like an imposter. Because of all that, I made it about me. I, I actually made it about me, which is the most self-centered, egotistical thing that I could possibly do way more self-centered and egotistical than posting on Facebook and what they call self-promoting, way more, way more egotistical than what is commonly seen as self-promotion, right? Because I, this was about me and me not changing. Well, listen, I, I believe the word of the Lord, if we're in this Haggai season and we're supposed to be building something that is greater in the time of persecution, in the time of reduced finances, and or sorry, the threat of reduced finances, in the time of a threat of recession and re threats of wars and rumors of wars. If we're supposed to be building something that is greater, it might be just time to honor the call of God on your life. That's the word of the Lord. It might actually be time to get over yourself enough to say God actually took into consideration my stupidity when he made me and called me to do stuff. He maybe took into consideration my stupidity, my IQ level, my education, my all of this. And I think we're in a moment in time and history where we are feeling it. We feel it like everybody I'm speaking to knows that something's coming, right? They know that something's coming. They know that God is going to do something. And, and I just I just think that you have the risk. You have the risk. What, what's the, a good way to put it? Your ability to respond to what God's doing is vital, right? Your ability to respond to what God's doing in you, around you, and with you and through you is absolutely vital. And that ability to respond is very simply a response ability. You have a responsibility for generations to come to honor the man or woman or woman of God that he's going to move through and a response ability to honor the call of God in your life. And there are plenty of people around that want to help you do it. So I just pray, I just pray for each one of us, Father. I ask for each one of us that we would have the persistence, the hope, and the favor in our lives that we would be able to accomplish exceedingly abundantly more than we could ask or imagine. And God, I pray that we would get, we would actually make the effort to get ourselves out of the way for the sake of your kingdom, for the sake of people that are hurting and lost and, and dying on this planet. And God, for the sake of people that are fearful, that are running about fearful that the sky is falling and that next year is going to be worse than the previous two years. Lord, all this doom and gloom about coming, you know, you know, you know, other things coming down the, the, the pipeline here uh, that are going to bring us into a worse situation than the last couple of years. God, I, I just reject them, rebuke them in Jesus name and say that we are moving from glory to glory with increasing glory. And God, that we would be a people that knows how to handle it, knows how to steward favor, and knows how to steward the call of God in our lives. So Lord, bless us and keep us. Make your face shine upon us. 
and give us peace. So bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Again, comment, like, share, rate, do, do all those things. It's just super helpful for me. So anyway, bless you. Bye.